Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Feeling a little exhausted, I have to say. <laughs> Uh, the reason being... Heavens why, Tom? Well, the time has come, Josh, for another theme park film review, which yeah. is fast becoming my least favourite part <laughs> of doing this podcast. But hey, we're it committed feels, to it. It feels like weeks for our listeners, but it's been Mere hours. hours for us, indeed. As you may be aware, if you're a long-time listener, as well as covering all the latest theme park news and rumours and whatnot and talking points... We've also got a few sub-series, I guess, one of which is Theme Park Film Reviews. Yeah. This is episode five of sub-series. We're on the home stretch, so far as existing theme park movies are concerned, and we've been limiting it at the current uh, time to uh, films that are explicitly based on theme park rides and attractions. Yes. So your Pirates of the Caribbeans, your Haunted Mansions, etc., etc. Uh, as I say, we're in the home stretch today. I'm delighted to say we're doing the Tower of Terror. Yep. Uh, the 1997 made-for-TV movie. It's a classic. Um, it certainly is, in uh, from some people's point of view, anyway, including <laughs> yours. I'm yes. led to believe something of a classic for you. Yep. Why is that? Is uh, it a childhood favourite or something? Uh, multiple reasons, I guess. Uh, I think I've mentioned before my, uh, I guess love of the twilight zone the show oh okay uh, yeah i went to see the, the uh, performance a couple of months ago right now uh which was very good in the west end in the west end at the uh ambassador theater is that meant to be tied at all to the new cbs jordan peele series uh no it's very much trying to redo kind of the 1950s 60s og Twilight Zone sort right. of feel. Okay. So my Twilight Zone history is not great. So you had the 50s, 60s yeah. series. The OG. Yeah. With and uh, Rob Serling. After, what was the next Twilight Zone thing? Was uh, it the 85. Ri- okay, what was that? Uh, as a remake of the series. So it was another series. Yeah. Okay, then you had the ride. Yeah. Okay. And then, then the film then we're the talking film. about today is not a film version of the show. No. It is... About the ride, yeah. So it's it, for all film. intents and purposes, nothing to do with the Twilight Zone. No, in like marketing or like title. Title. I mean, the ride is called the Twilight Zone, the Tower of Terror. Yes. Whereas the film is just called the Tower of Terror. Yes. So it's a film based on a ride based on a TV show. Yes. Okay. Um, and now we've got the Jordan Peele. Well, CBS then you had a, oh. another series in 2001. Oh boy! And the, it's quite funny. So the first series, first version went on for like a lot of seasons. There's yeah. like hundreds of episodes. Right. Then the 85 version was three seasons. Okay. And then the 2001 was one season. Right. So, so it I got c- progressively worse. Yeah. As the decades have gone on. And now you got the Jordan Peele one that's been out a few months now. Yeah. It's meant to be all right, I think. As far as I'm aware, mm. yes. I haven't caught up on it myself. No. But hey, when you're spending all your time watching theme park movies, <laughs> you haven't got as much as you might like to watch uh, the new hotness on TV. Exactly. But um, So when you first watched this film, were you was it when you were a kid? Yeah, so I guess... And you've fir- been on the ride first, I, I guess? Did yeah, you- my first memory of it is when we went on the ride. Yeah. We came off, and my mum was adamant that there was a film right. of the ride, but no one in the shop. It wasn't in the shop. Okay, but I was, I've I've seen it on sale in the shop. So maybe yeah. your mum started something. Yes. Maybe your mum made the uh, 
the guys that work there aware. Oh God, no! Wait, there is there is yeah. a film of this ride. No one in the shop knew that there was a film. Probably for the best. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss in uh, some instances, and I think this is one of them. But yeah, I do remember seeing it as a kid, and I guess my my fond memories come from also enjoying the ride so much. Yeah, being five and being allowed on that ride is kind of nuts, really. But I guess so. But the height restriction is quite modest. Yes, it's forty inches, so you could get on same as a uh, young age. Rise of the Resistance. Indeed, yes. Well, as we said, the film, 97, straight to TV, made for TV, based on the theme park attraction, which of course starts the, 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 the pre-show, if you like, shows uh, a group of hotel guests at the Hollywood Tower Hotel getting into an elevator, which is uh, then struck by lightning, there's some yep. creepy storm going on, and they all get transported to the Twilight Zone. And, uh, and then Rod Serling comes on the screen. Yeah, uh, says that you are going to do the exact same journey. Indeed, but in the service elevator that's behind him. Yeah, and then you get led on through. Depending on how up for it your ride attendant is, yeah, they can certainly add to the creepy vibe. Or sometimes they're just like any other Disney yes. attendant and just you, come on in, guests. Usually, Florida they're very on point. They are quite good. Uh, the Paris pa- was a mixed bag. Yeah. We had one who was kind of into it. Yeah, he was very into and it. And then there was one lady who was a little bit too uh, Barbie in Toy Story Two for my yes. liking in terms of you know stop smiling. We're yeah. in a creepy uh, haunted house hotel thing. Let's... I mean, she could have been going for like an us thing where she's just smiling and maybe saying creepy stuff, but she was in, it was in French, so I... but we did so we didn't know. Yeah. Maybe we're doing her a disservice. Maybe she was really on point. We yeah. just couldn't understand what she was trying to do. But anyway. Um, so, the film, 97, so that's three years after the ride first opened at what was then MGM yep. in 94. Now, of course, Hollywood Studios. The ride, a massive hit, one of the most beloved rides yeah. at that park. So good that they uh, remade it in multiple parks. Indeed, including California, but that yeah. is now, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mission Breakout. Mission Breakout. Yes. So, uh, I am waiting for the straight-to-TV Mission Breakout movie. The, uh, I imagine it will be being be, be made any year now, surely. The Tokyo one at Tokyo Disney Sea has a slightly different storyline because uh, of the ghosts in Asia thing. Right. Um, obviously, ghosts are a big. Like no-no. a mission breakout. It's going to anchor Phase Four straight to Disney Plus. I think it should. Kirsten Dunst teams up with Rocket Raccoon <laughs> and Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Kirsten Dunst and Steve Gutenberg are the lead actors in Tower of Terror, which we we couldn't quite work out. So it's it's a Disney joint. Yeah, uh, it's a Disney production. Yes, it didn't strike me as a Disney Channel movie. It didn't have. It doesn't. It certainly doesn't have the Disney Channel original movie branding, which no. was a thing for a while. Yeah, and I actually drew some parallels between this film and Halloween Town. Because we looked it up on, uh, well, I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, I looked it up on IMDb, and you looked it up on Letterboxd, where it's uh, currently got a 2.8 rating, yep. which seems generous to me, but I would imagine it's because you've got a lot of sort of millennials that use Letterboxd, it's probably exclusively millennials, and lots of people who were probably five or six when they watched this film on TV, and then, you know, just put it into their Letterboxd profile, remembering it to be a great childhood experience yes. and so give it 
three or four stars, yeah. which maybe is three ex- and a half. It's exactly what I've done with something like Halloween Town. Yeah. Whether or not I would still enjoy Halloween Town now, I don't know. If I did, it would be purely through nostalgia, I guess. But as someone who never watched Tower of Terror when they were a kid, watched it for the first time just now, two point eight stars seems high to me. Uh, well, I gave it three and a half. That also seems high to me. Uh, You're part of the problem. Yeah. You're why it's got a, you know, not disgraceful average score. Yes, I guess like so. fairly average, average score, I guess. But, hey, I think my... The only kind of redeeming feature for me about this film, just before we get into the plot, and I might leave that to you, frankly. Um, one, I liked the fact that large uh, parts of it were filmed on location at the uh, at MGM Studios in MGM Studios <laughs> and abandoned at MGM Studios so that's quite fun the rest of it I assume is just sort of in the California suburbs uh, yeah but uh, the other thing I liked about it was Kirsten Dunst's incredible dress sense uh, yeah. she's got a real look going for her there and um, it is the uh, Avril Lavigne yeah, look, it's a bit Avril Lavigne, but she doesn't pull it off quite as well. You know, Avril Lavigne carries that look very convincingly. Yes. As Kirsten Dunst, I'm not sure. She just looks like she's ready to do some crap art at school. Yeah, she just threw on a, her dad's old shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. Yes. But I, it was a look. I, I won't soon forget Kirsten Dunst's wardrobe in this film, put it that way. So there we go. It obviously had some effect on me. I feel like, should we uh, a couple of uh, little tidbits about the ride first yeah of course I feel like. sure um i'd happily just keep talking about the ride to be honest yeah uh so one of the big things about the ride is that it's a large tower a large tower uh maybe the biggest thing about the ride yes is the tower it is the only one built in such a way in its in that way if that makes any sense it doesn't really the mgm yes the mgm version. one is uh built in a different way to the California one, which is now Mission Breakout, and the one in Paris. Oh, okay. Um, and it, because of that, it's got a different structure to the ride. Right. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, not really. You'll have to remind me. So, obviously, this is the original. There are four lifts that you can choose from, or that you can get sat in, uh, and they all have their own shafts upwards. And then you have like the sort of beginning part of the story in the lift part. And then you come out and you actually exit the lift that you're in, the lift shaft that you're in, and you go forwards. Yes. This is Orlando. This is at Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and two of the lift shafts merge into one uh, drop shaft. Right. And that's because of the amount of ro- room there is there. Um, the sort of pre, I don't know what you'd call it, the show bit where the ghosts are and they're yeah. sort of waving to you. That's actually really cool. So that's, I can't remember the technique is called now but basically it's a mirror okay and it's showing you a room to your left or to your right that has mannequins that they then map the ghosts onto right which is how you can then have the shattering effect because it's it can show two rooms at once mm-hmm. uh, yeah there's quite a good on, sense of depth yeah and that's and they can that do that scene. using lighting effects it's really really cleverly done yeah um, it's all practical effects whereas in the uh, later ones the Hollywood or the Anaheim one and the Calif- uh, and the Paris one, yeah. Uh, all of the effects are in that one shaft because it's quite a narrow building, mm. so it's all uh, more screen stuff, right? Uh, yeah, and so, but there's only two drop shafts in Florida: one for two of the 
right lift so two two in each yeah whereas in the Anaheim and Paris ones they use the main lift shaft as the, also the drop shaft oh okay I got you yep right man that took a turn my head is spinning <laughs> any more uh, ride trivia um there was talks of them opening a hotel in the hotel <laughs> that would make sense I guess yeah. I'm not sure I'd want to stay there no mainly because of the prices Yes. But also because, I don't know, I feel like it would be a fun novelty for a little while. Yeah. But then you'd be like, so can I get my room cleaned? There's cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, no, mate. <laughs> I have to take the lift, the stairs up to the 11th floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that out. sounds like something that yeah. um, I could do without. You frankly. have people every so often just say, ah! <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. That would be, especially if you want to lie in. Yes. But it's not possible. Early yeah. magic hours. Just get woke up by people screaming at eight in the morning. Brilliant. Anyway, anyway. speaking of terror, the film. The Tower of. So, Kirsten Dunst, as I say. Yeah. She is the niece of the main character. Yeah, Steve Gutenberg. Buzzy Crocker. Yeah. <laughs> who is a journalist, a disgraced journalist, yeah. I might add, who's been fired from his newspaper for, for writing fake news. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yeah. So maybe this film was ahead of its time. Yeah. And so he I joins... heard he was applying to CNN. <laughs> yes, fake news CNN. Or Fox or whatever. Disgraceful. Um, so he uh, moves elsewhere and basically hopes that his next big break kind of falls into his lap via an old lady who's got this tale of a mysterious event at yeah. the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Yeah. Many years ago, um, a group of people mysteriously disappeared after going up in the elevator and being struck by lightning. Indeed. So the the setup is exactly the same as yeah. the ride. She's ridden the ride, basically. That's Pretty much, yeah. So that's the setup. And then I guess it becomes a sort of mystery... Uh, investigative journalist trying to work out what's happened to prove himself and clear his name to an extent, whilst also getting closer to his beloved niece, Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Um, and, yeah, it's... It's kind of boring, I found, to uh, be frank. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, go on, try and defend it for me, if you will. Um, I mean, it's just... A lot of very slow, ambling around, watching, uh, what's his face? What's the actor's name again? Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. I guess, like, looking through papers yeah. and... Trying to solve to this, the mystery. Trying to solve a mystery. But it's not quite, you know... It's not got the dramatic tension of peak Scooby-Doo. No, that uh, is true. But then what has, I guess? That's a good... Uh, that's a fair point. Not, but not the curse of La La I, I just feel like... It moves very slowly, and the twist is bizarre. So it turns out the old lady was behind it all along through, like, a fit of jealous rage. Yes. Because her sister... Is, who was one of the people in the lift. Who was the little girl in the lift, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sings, it's raining, it's pouring. The old man is snoring. And and she was kind of like a young child star. Yes. But she tap danced. the old lady at the time, who was also a young girl, obviously, at the time... It was her birthday, and she was jealous that the her sister was still getting all the attention. Yes, and so like cast a curse on the lift. Yep. Is it ex- was it explained how she's able to do that? Is she a witch? She had a book. Oh, she had a book. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because originally they suspected it was the Jack Black looking lady. Yes. 
Well, that turned um, out not to be the case. Obviously, because, I mean, she was in the lift. Why would she curse herself? Well, true. I guess so. Unless she was willing to sacrifice herself to, you know, slight people that she maybe had an issue with in the lift with her. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it does seem to be a lot of work. But I don't know. I don't know. Josh, save me. I think my, my big thing about this is that it's the most accurate to the story told on the ride. I, I guess it's the most story told on the on a ride out of the ones that we have seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is a lot of story to base your story on. A lot is maybe pushing it. There's some. Well, compared to Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I get Yeah, that's... The Country Bears Jamboree mm. or Tomorrowland in general. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, the, the ones that have worked better, so Pirates... Have just used the ride as inspiration. Yes. Uh, Tomorrowland. I know some people don't seem to like it. I thought it was all right, but again, that was just inspiration. The yeah. ones that I feel like have been uh, the really poor ones uh, have tried to more directly just adapt the little narrative material that there is in the ride. So, Country Bears. You know, you've got some bears who are great musicians. Yeah, and uh, like tour and perform and whatever, and uh, do so mainly at Country Bear Hall, and that is used as the basis of the film, and they kind of go from there. But it's very little plot to work with to then um, make a film out of Haunted Mansion. Kind of the same deal because it it borrows more from the Phantom Manor in Paris, which is a little more story heavy than the other Haunted Mansion rides in the US. And now with this, as you say. Um, the, the Tower of Terror ride does have some storytelling in the pre-show and that is the hook for the film and then they have to build the sort of contemporary story with yeah. the journalist and Kirsten Dunst um, that is all original stuff and man I just I found it extremely dull yeah uh, I guess I, my, I guess there, there are references in the film that I like what to the ride to the ride or how the film uh, sort of flows is similar to the ride in some extent right um so obviously you've got the preamble beforehand yeah it's them going in the lift left getting uh, electrocuted yeah by the lightning blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. um there is the fact that uh they to save them near the end they have to go up in the uh, service elevator yes which is how the ride works as well Indeed, um, and then there is obviously the drop. Yes, much which is what Tara Terror is famed for, of course. So you can't have a Tara Terror film without a drop. No, that would be a bold move. Yes, a bold play. That would be like doing Pirates of the Caribbean with no pirates. Yes. So, yeah, I guess that's fair, but I I really struggled with it. I have to say, it. I mean. The one thing I will uh, have some sympathy for in, I guess, is that it knows what it is. It's a made-for-TV movie. It's not trying to be more ambitious than it has any right to. No. It's not. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Well, does it? Maybe it does. I mean, it's pushing 90 minutes. I feel like that's maybe a little long. The the version that we watched, because it's available on DVD, as I said, you can buy it in the gift shop. Yeah. Uh, in Hollywood Studios and presumably in some of the other parks as well. And um, 
but there are, there were obviously positions for ad breaks originally. So there are moments where it fades to black, seemingly for no reason, because then it just fades back in, and sometimes it's just the same scene continuing, but they've had an ad break. Sometimes, at least, it cuts to a different location, so it's not quite as jarring, but yeah. it's still weird. So I'd imagine the the version that you buy on DVD is the same. Yeah, so its roots as a TV movie are obvious throughout. Yeah, I guess if you were watching it at the time on TV, this is like probably a more than two hour experience total. Yeah, um, which is that would be hard to swallow, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, so it was part of uh, this thing called the the Wonderful World of Disney at the time, right? Uh, which made sort of had remakes of Cinderella. Um, D three, uh, the Mighty Ducks three. Yeah, uh, that was part of this. Uh, the Love Bug. Are these all straight to TV? Yeah, right. Was there a straight to TV Cinderella? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's live action. Oh, I don't remember that. But I think a lot of these things weren't even available over here in right. the UK. Right. Um, well, did they not air on Disney Channel then? No. I mean, I guess this one didn't. From what we could. From what we could find out, I mean, it was a little difficult to, uh, well, hell, to track in, down information about this film. But as you say, it was... In obviously. MGM in 1998, the only person that had heard of the film was my mum. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, it's, um, it's hard to track down, I guess. And I think with good reason, because I can't imagine anyone coming to it new. No. So I'm trying to, you know, I am that person. Could I imagine anyone else coming to this new, particularly enjoying it? Probably not. Yeah. And as someone who was relying on nostalgia to get them through the day, how did you find that it held up compared to your memory of it? Uh, it doesn't really. <laughs> Let's be fair here. No. Um, I am nothing if not trying to be honest. <laughs> uh, it. There are a lot of. I like the references that are in the film. Sure. Um, but the actual film is rather poor. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But Kirsten Dunst did all right out of it, I guess. I guess. She wound up in Spider-Man a few years later. She was in uh, Small Soldiers. Yeah. That was a good film. So she didn't do too badly out of it. I mean, there are some like weirdly recognisable actors in this. It's not a a cast of nobodies. Steve Gutenberg is fairly famous at the time, in the 90s. Mm. And then you recognise the guy who was... Friar Tuck in uh, uh, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood Men Prin- in Tights. No, Prince not, of Thieves. No, Prince of Thieves. Sorry, yeah. yeah the, the Kevin Costner, Alan Rickman version. Yes. So he was Friar Tuck in that, one of the guys in, in yeah, Tower of Terror. Yeah, he's been in a few things as well, and he has been the he was the voice of Tuck and Roll in A Bug's Life. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. How could I forget? Um, yeah. So I don't know about this, to be honest. Here's a question for you. If you were in the queue... For Tower of Terror, and it's ninety minute wait. Yeah, what would you rather watch, the Tower of Terror, the Country oh, Bears, no. or the Haunted Mansion? Uh, bearing in mind that the best part of the Tower of Terror film, you will see anyway. Yeah, during the queue. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say out of those three, the Haunted Mansion. You reckon? Yeah. Fair enough. Does that? Does that imply that you think The Haunted Mansion is the best of those three films? I guess. Right. Which is ironic because I've given... Uh, the Haunted Mansion a lower score on the your letterbox page. Terror, yeah. Right, okay. 
so maybe that maybe that re- uh, score needs to be reviewed. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. But I mean, this is the only uh, theme park film we've done so far that didn't hit cinemas. Yes. So it does have that um, going going for it against it. Either way, really. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe excuse you can the lower it standards. A bit more, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time. That doesn't change the fact that it's of a low standard. Yes. But then so are almost all of these films that we've been watching. Yeah. So I feel like now might be a, a good time just to remind people of what's to come in our theme park film review series. Because we are expecting the final instalment for some time at least to be Mission to Mars. Yes. Which we only discovered the existence of relatively recently. But apparently that was inspired by an attraction in... Tomorrowland, which yep. didn't last particularly long and was replaced by the extraterrestrial adventure, which yes. then became Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah. Which then is not, that's no, also not there, but is nothing? Is anything uh, there? Sometimes it is a um, meet and greet for Stitch. Right. But it's for the most part empty. There's yeah, no the, ride ride didn't, there. the ride never gets used. Right. They use it at Halloween to as a walkthrough so you can get candy. Oh, okay. They should probably put something in there. Uh, there have been talks about it. I don't think anything has been announced, slated. Announced, slated, yeah. confirmed, whatever. Um, but yes, Mission to Mars up next. And then I guess, would Wonderland have hit DVD by then? Wonder Park. Wonder Park, sorry. Um, potentially. Wonder Park would be something of a bonus feature because it's not based... On a theme park. No, it's based on it's loosely based on theme parks in general. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. We might do that. And then we wait for For Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Emily Blunt. Yeah. Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall's in that. Jack Whitehall's oh, in wow. Jungle Cruise. It's a it's a strange cast. Yeah. That is for certain. Is, is Josh Gad making the... Uh, <laughs> I don't is know. Is he too busy on Frozen 3 by that point? He may well be busy on Frozen 3 by that point. Uh, yeah. What What is next, do you reckon, after the Jungle Cruise to be... Um, oh, boy. Story-ified, film-ified. Uh, let's have a think. I oof, That's a tough question. I don't know. I really don't know because more and more, the Disney parks are just... Using films yes. as inspiration for rides, you you haven't got too many OG attractions left there, really. Can you? Uh, you've got the mountains, but well, you've done well, Space Mountain. You've done as part of Tomorrowland. Splash, Splash Mountain. Mountain is based on Song of the South. Maybe you, maybe you make a film based on Splash Mountain, so you can try and uh, wallpaper over. Maybe Song of the you South. just make the film about the animals. Yeah, you don't bother with any of the uh, the other questionable. Uh, themes and elements in that film. Yeah. Big Thunder Mountain, anything can be done with that? Uh, Probably not. No, well, because there was rumours that uh, when um, The Lone Ranger came out, right, that it was going to get a sort of re-theming to oh. The Lone Ranger if The Lone Ranger was any good, and it wasn't. Fair enough. Uh, like, they, they, the train from The Lone Ranger uh, was built in such a way that it could then just be placed in the theme park. Half the woods. That's cool. Yeah. That's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, I think... I've never seen The Lone Range, but one thing that's made me sort of weirdly mystified by it... Well, not mystified, but like, interested in it, in seeing it, potentially, is that it apparently does have some quite impressive practical effect-driven 
set piece moments. Yeah, the film is just the story is poor, but the, I I feel like it's fairly well put together. Right, and there's some good. There are good parts in it. But. Right, so I'll, I'll maybe it will fall into the category that I like to refer back to quite a lot of uh, a well-made bad film. Yeah, which um, is quite a large category yes. uh, by my reckoning. But um, that was uh, they thought Army Hammer was going to be Disney's next star. Brilliant. Uh, What's he up to now? Do we know? Uh, the last film I saw him in was The Man from Uncle. Oh, with Henry Cavill. Yeah. Oh, I see. He has been in something since then. I can't remember what it is. Right. No, I can't say I've followed his career with great interest. No. Um, well, I think that's going to do it, Josh. This is shaping up to be our shortest podcast yet. But yes. I'm not sure I've got the energy or the will <laughs> you're, you're done. to yeah. talk any more about the Tower of Terror or any other theme park films for at least a little while now. It's, it's uh, been... It's, yeah. It's been a time. What can I say? But uh, I think what a season! <laughs> what a season it has been. But I think, I think time's up for us, Josh. Thanks very much for listening. I apologise profusely. Uh, if you're at all tempted to go and watch the Tower of Terror, then feel free to try. But I'm not sure I'd recommend it. Um, in the meantime, you can keep up to date with what we're up to on Instagram. Uh, Josh is leaving in disgrace. He needs to go and have a good cry. We spent way too long watching the Tower of Terror today and he's he's had well enough and I can't blame him. But in the meantime, as I say, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Park Rush Podcast. You can email us podcast at parkrush.com. You can uh, also find every episode and subscribe on your preferred podcasting app. And you can also find us at parkrush.com. Thanks very much for listening. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>